0: welcome to the paradise paradox my name is kurt robinson and i'm aaron battle so today we're talking about some tragic events which happened recently some interesting things happening here in jalisco uh the narco blockades uh across guadalajara and across jalisco and and michoacan and some other states in mexico um some pretty nasty stuff so we're getting into some analysis of that uh, what's really going on, we make some hypotheses about how the narcos are actually related to the government.
1: We activate a little bit of lateral thinking. We put together what we're actually looking at on the media, what we're experiencing as civilians. Uh, we try and analyze the whole situation for what it is and not get caught up in all the hype.
0: Yeah, we are try- trying to come at it and, and look at what's going on and, and think about how this would serve somebody if it was artificed, if it was constructed carefully, if it was deliberate by perhaps not the people you you would expect. So we also talk a bit about the the war on drugs and how that results in the kind of violence which we've seen here in the last week in in Jalisco and uh, the problems associated with that and the problems that people don't actually think of the ultimate consequences of the policy they're advocating when they advocate for the war on drugs.
1: There's an interesting interplay between the media, government, possible cartels in the, the drug industry and the automotive transport industry of here in Jalisco or Guadalajara. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you follow the money, it's not a very hard game to see uh, you know, who wins at the end of the game.
0: Yeah, so we rub a couple of facts together and see what comes up and try to figure out who might benefit from something like that. Then in the second half, we're getting into talking about the events in Baltimore recently. So so on April 27th, they, they started these riots in Baltimore purportedly. Uh, so we have a look at a, a few media reports that we've seen and a- analyze what's really going on there and say how, how much of this is, is fake, how much of it is blown up by the media? Is it more than what it appears to be in the media? Uh, or, or what kind of factors are behind that?
1: There seems to be a lot of variables that are being played and not played. Uh, looking at some of the videos, you can see that um, there's definitely something of the nature of um, rioting and police squads and, you know, government centralization, possible escalation of force uh, for future events. It's really hard to tell. Um, we're taking the point of view from online media. Um, so we're, we have a limited understanding, but from our point of view, we're able to analyze sources and give, yeah. our, give our perspective.
0: Yeah, so I guess it cuts both ways because we do have the benefit of distance and sometimes we can see things clearly, but that also means our, uh, sometimes our information is limited. We, we look at some of the media, how, it's, how the media has been a bit dishonest in this case, and we, do, we talk about some of the ultimate causes.
1: It's easy to take an outside point of view and look at all the, the particular mm-hmm. factors from afar and see where the possible outcomes might lie.
0: Yeah, like who who would benefit in this case? Who would benefit from riots? And, and who would benefit from per, portraying riots that, that perhaps aren't as extreme as, as what they appear? So, uh, press like on YouTube, press subscribe on YouTube, leave us a comment if you wanna tell us something and give us some more information about what's happening in Baltimore or here in Jalisco and uh, press like on Facebook, press get notifications on Facebook. You hover over the like button and press get notifications and that ensures that you get everything as as a notification on your Facebook so you know what we're up to uh, doing all this groovy shit that we do. And uh, also we really appreciate, uh, we're so grateful for all of those people who have donated. Uh, So you can go on our website donate.theparadiseparadox.com and you can donate by Bitcoin or by altcoins or donate by PayPal. And we we really are so so appreciative of of all of the donations that we get uh, because it really does indicate to us, it, it shows us that what we're doing is important to somebody. So so we really uh, we really do appreciate that. It clearly
1: shows that we're going to be doing this for a while. Straight up, thanks for the love. Um, We enjoy that people enjoy our show. It's great to know that um, they love it that much. They want it to keep going. So uh, this is the best way to ensure that we're going to keep producing what we do.
0: Yep. So show, show us a little support. Show us a little love. Suggested donation just $1 per episode that you like. So go on donate.theparadiseparadox.com and show us some love. Also, remember to subscribe on iTunes and Pocket Car so you can get it downloaded directly into your phone and keep listening to us. So thanks a lot, guys. Uh, Let's get into it. Enjoy the show. So here we are again paradise paradox and we're talking about some interesting events that have passed over the last couple of weeks uh like those ev- events around here in Jalisco and also in the united states in Baltimore um some riots that have been starting there there's, so there's something there's
1: something not quite right and um yeah
0: you know, there are a lot of things not quite right it's just uh in case of diagnostics, like an, analyze exactly what happened to try to figure out what it is. Uh, yeah.
1: But I'm happy that it's not, it's not just you and me that notice. There seems to be mm. quite a lot of attention. Mm. But anyway, we'll, uh, well, let's dive into it. Where do you want to start?
0: Well, why don't you tell me your experience of what happened uh, last week with the, the um, bu- buses that were set on fire here in Guadalajara and all over Jalisco. Okay.
1: Well, um, I know we're, we're very similar in that. We don't really, we don't watch TV. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a television, but it doesn't ever go off the HDMI to my laptop. So mm. any news, I, I, I'd never see. And I, we woke up um, Friday morning and it was, it's a public holiday. It was the, it was first of May. Mm. So, um, Joanna had the day off, and we decided, you know, normally our first day off, we go out for breakfast. It's kind of our thing. And um, before we could even leave the house, we had two phone calls, one from my mother-in-law, which she was in Mexico City at the time, and my sister-in-law, also in Mexico City. And they they had to ring us, and it was early, like 7 o'clock in the morning or something, which is early for a public holiday. And they had to tell us that... You know we're advised not to leave the house because there are what I now know to be called narco blockades mm. um where apparently uh drug cartels block highways pull over buses, put the buses on fire, and you know start um harassing people or robbing people or kidnapping people
0: did they really do that? I thought they it seemed. At least from the footage I saw, it seemed like they just cleared everybody off the bus and then just uh, lit up some gasoline. Did they, yeah. did they actually, like, mug them as well? Or?
1: well I, I didn't hear about any mugging, but right. this is what I was told. Like, this, mm. is, this is what I was told, not to leave the house. And, of course, you know, Joanna and I are like, nothing ever happens here. You know, we're, we're sweet as. We, will, um, we can't have a breakfast. Like, you know, don't ruin my day off. I had to say, don't even answer them anymore. You know, <laughs> just, just put your phone on. Just leave your phone at home. We don't, we don't need it. But uh, but we couldn't escape all that. We couldn't escape it because when we got to the restaurant where we had breakfast, the the TV was on, and that's all that was playing all morning. Just these this footage that you're talking about, buses mm. on, on fire, and you know just police or videos of police driving around and, and escorting cars, and I don't know, A you know, good just time. Just general police work and buses on fire. Yeah. Um, that, that, was, that was about the gist of it. But the thing was, I mean, the comment I made was I saw these buses on fire and the, the instant thought that jumped to mind was, like, there's an insurance job going on here. Like, mm. like you know, all the buses in Guadalajara are getting upgraded. There's like there's old buses and new buses. I just thought, well, you know, of course. What do
0: you mean? Like the macro bus or something else? Uh,
1: like something else. Like, um, well, a lot of the buses. That, that, I, that I used to catch um, in the Sopopan area yep. um, where there was no new buses six months ago. Now only half, the, new, half the, the routes go through Sopopan are all new buses.
0: Okay, so, so you brand looked brand at new. them and said, uh, well, they were going to chuck them out anyway. So.
1: Well, these are brand new and they're putting the price up too. So mm. instead of six pesos, now we're paying seven. But yep. I'm looking at all these buses on fire and I never saw any of the new buses on fire. But all the old ones, like, is that a coincidence or mm. is that just lucky? But either way, some insurance companies buying new buses for a company that may have known not to run the new buses that day. And, mm. you know, they're going to, they're going to capitalize on that. Yeah. But I mean, you, you saw some of the, the TV footage. Mm. It appears that, you know, they were warning the, the public not to catch buses that day because it was just going to be an interference. And I don't think anyone got you know anyone was upset or they did anything to anybody in particular. I think it was just a a stunt they put they put on.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. My my experience was somewhat similar. I mean, I didn't hear about it until the middle of the day. Uh, my friend itself messaged me and she said, uh, what do you know about the Narco blockades?" And I said, "What are you talking about?" And she said, "Ah, uh, it's just some." shitty thing that the narco traffickers are doing around around Guadalajara. Uh and the thing was, uh, Itzel lives in El Salto. It's about an hour away. You have to take the, the southern exit to the city uh into El Salto, like out towards the airport. So she was kind of stuck in the city, uh in well, more or less, and she was like asking me if there's any uh any um, burning buses here in the middle of the city. And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't I've been at home all day, you know, riding and stuff. So <laughs> I don't know really what's going on. Uh, but, yeah, this is... Mm, I asked my housemate about it, er- Erandini, and he's, he said, yeah, uh, it happens every election time. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> he, he's like, yeah, pretty much. Uh so he 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 didn't use these words but he basically said it was a hegelian dialectic like a, a problem reaction solution uh so what they do is the the government colludes with the narco traffickers or i mean i could say they're colluding with them or another way of putting it is they're the same fucking organization that's <laughs> that's another way of putting it um but let's say they, they collude with them. Uh, the government says, hey, uh, come in and burn these buildings. Uh, sorry, burn these buses, and then we'll come in and we'll act like the big saviors, the big heroes, and uh, people will vote for in this next term or something like that. Uh, so it's like pre or pan or whichever party they want to put on a show, uh, make it make it uh, a big theatrical production. But it is, uh, I, I tend to think that this theory has some credibility to it. There's no way I can possibly prove that or there's, there's not a lot of evidence. Um, but apparently this, yeah, this happens quite a lot. Um,
1: you don't really need to be thinking that laterally to put this together.
0: <laughs>
1: like you know there's a cartel running the bus transport. Right. You know they advertise and there's a drug cartel that's terrorizing the city.
0: Yeah. You know, well, we know, it's a, yeah, we know it's a bus cartel because if you try to start your own bus route and send it direct to the airport, <laughs> you just can't do it. No. Uh, it's, it, you know, they'll come in and charge you or fine you and, and uh, shut down your business or you know, who knows, they might steal your bus or something, who knows what they'll do. Um, but you won't be able to do it.
1: Well, I mean, that, that's just buses. Yeah. but. Um, I mean, I'm trying to work out why would the media want to... No, wait, wait. So the, the media are uh, controlled by... See, I actually think it's, it's the other way around, where the media mm-hmm. are the government, as in the government doesn't... You know, the media isn't in the pocket of the government. No, the media, they, they run the government, and there's like right. two levels of, of government. There's a government above that that <laughs> seem to... I, I sound like a con- crazy conspiracy dude now, but... <laughs> no, I it's, mean,
0: not, it's not like it's it's not that, like that at all because like in Australia it's the same thing like uh you see how all the newspapers suddenly get up against one party or they say Tony Abbott a new voice for Australia <laughs> he's deleted that Australia needs right now what what, you, like, you, what planet are you from like who who, who the fuck is buying this bullshit but what are you talking about Australia's
1: got <laughs> some of the least corrupt Corruption of all, <laughs> right?
0: Well, the best hidden in corruption, in my opinion, I, <laughs> I, See, I have no idea.
1: Corruption. I'm, I'm not an expert on corruption, mm. but it's such an interesting thing because it goes. It's invisible. Yes,
0: for the most part, except well, some. in Australia, it's invisible. Like it's not like you can bribe a police officer or a public official like you can do here because they actually pay them. You know more than ten dollars a day there yeah.
1: well that's that's a good start mm. but the, i mean the systems the powers the reverse yeah um, okay well i mean here in mexico it's kind of you're saying like the the corruption is so far through that it, you know it, it it starts at your wallet if you want to to be involved yeah um but i mean that that in turn mm. has evolved into such a professional level of corruption
0: <laughs> right. Uh, I think, yeah, some people might describe corruption as a true Mexican art form. Or I've heard people <laughs> say that Mexico without corruption is like a quesadilla without cheese. You can't do it. Though, yeah. though In Mexico City, they do actually <laughs> quesadillas without cheese. That's right. So I don't I, I know what that says about Mexico City. <laughs> it's just not
1: right. Yeah.
0: It's a... Up is down. Um. <laughs> but but in, this,
1: in this example, it's so easy to see how bus cartel mm. had the buses on fire. And, I mean, they were, they were cool with it because the bus driver probably, you know, helped people, old ladies off the bus before yeah. they put them on fire. There was probably police there to stop traffic back and forth going, yeah, we're just going to put a few buses on fire here. Like mm-hmm. everyone was, you know, we're all friends. Everyone's mm. helping each other out. The media's sure. put an announcement on very early in the morning um, don't leave your house today. You know there's there's signs of you know narc or blockade activity, and of course they play that in the cities outside Guadalajara, so that families can talk because the power of of family gossip here in Mexico is incredible. Um, mm. And I mean, social media, everyone knows what, what's going on. Like we we knew which buses not to take. The bus route was on television. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so the media's obviously got some information coming in.
0: There's some connection there and mm, I mean. Yeah, that's true. They were very well informed. I looked it up and it said these are the routes which are sh- shut down or these, these are the roads. So, yeah. And well, I guess on- they have helicopters and stuff they're investigating.
1: Yeah. But then on top of that, you know that, you know, these political parties are all going to come in and say, you know, we minimize damage. and We're
0: hard on drugs. Sure you are, buddy. <laughs>
1: This you is know, like we're we cleaning it up.
0: The other day, we saw that video. Um, Luke Rudkowski was interviewing President Fox, or ex President of Mexico, President Fox, and uh, President Fox is now thoroughly against the drug war. And and you said, just general Mexican knowledge, right. in that you would see a lot of
1: older people say, you know, it's not like the old times. Mm. like i 'm talking in the '90s uh, or even you know, up until the late '90s where the drug problem wasn 't a problem it was all under control and there wasn't really that there wasn 't really that much of like petty crime going on right but what happened was there was a, there was a shift in governments and of mm. course different governments have got control of different different cartels or may, maybe they 're funded by different cartels and mm. um, it was either in the last party or yeah I think it was in the last the last, um, the last party, the the, uh, the PRI, yep. um, they, they started, I mean, for what I gather, they started changing things up a little bit by saying, you know what, we're going to focus on cleaning this up by removing one of the cartels. And they went after the cartel. And this war still going on. And this is the whole Michikan issue. Mm. So they, they tried removing one of the cartels. And the other cartels have obviously got more room to grow. So, you know, they, they want to capitalize on that. And you know, then all of a sudden there's a bit more of a, a war going on. Hmm. But prior to that, like 20 years ago, none of that was happening because everyone knew their family, everyone knew their section, and no one stepped out of their, out of their area. So that's why I say, you know, 20 years ago, who was, in, who was in place, who was the president? He had it all under control. So obviously there's some control and now they're trying to remove control so they can start shifting their product legally. Mm.
0: I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Except just the word on the street.
1: I'm just telling you what I hear.
0: Yeah, and well, this is an interesting thing. Uh, like it, it seems like Mexicans are more willing to consider conspiracy theories and say, "Well, hang on, there's this, you know, this big conspiracy that we call the government, and and they're always trying to screw us over in some way." You you were saying the other day you asked a few people some questions on the street.
1: Yeah, it was, I mean, this is your fault because <laughs> you told me, you ask anyone here about uh, tax and they, they tell you straight up, it's direct theft of value or yeah. it just, it just robbery. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, yeah, okay, you know, I kind of see that. So, over the last couple of months, new people that, that just, you know, came into my circles, mm. I would ask them, like, you know, so what's the situation with, with tax? Like, everyone pays and everyone's good with it. But I mean, how do you see it? Hmm. And oh, so
0: you didn't even ask a leading question. You no, didn't, not, you not didn't at all. You didn't ask. Do you think uh, taxes are theft? And okay,
1: and it's it's nearly a ten out of ten response. Yeah, they No, it's actually some people gave me a really good answer, like okay. in depth answer. Um, because, I mean, the general is like, yeah, those bastards are going to steal from us from the, to the day they die, and then the <laughs> sun's going to get into place, and they're going to do the same thing. But <laughs> um, but I, and then uh, after that, I was like, yeah, but but isn't there like uh, community movements now, and isn't there like good politicians that are coming through that are really there for the, the pueblo? Mm. And uh, and they they just give me this look like, oh Aaron, you're so innocent. <laughs> Tilt <To laughs> their head, shake their head, give me yeah. Roughing hair (laughs) up, and they're like, uh, you know, you come from that, you come from that Australia, that everything's so nice. It's like (laughs) sooner or later, you have that utopian vision of the world. They they (laughs) they they they, poke me in the chest, and they're like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to steal. Yeah, if not. They will. It's like <laughs> it's like even if, if one person doesn't, someone else will. It's like it's it's a never-ending cycle. Yeah. And they yeah. just accepted it. So I was I was blown away because I know you said it and I was like, you know, that can't be the general understanding. But in Mexico, everyone's pretty on board with that's what's happening. Mm. Mm. That's why I think, um, I mean, the, the next comment was, well, if everyone's so understanding, why do they put up with it? And it's like, well, they – there's like a level of conformity, um, but then are they ready to break? And, you know, that's when we started looking at the the Baltimore situation.
0: Yeah. Though I just want to mention one, one other thing on that, because recently as well, there's uh, this is case of the Bali Nine. So about 10 years ago, uh, these nine fellows in Indonesia were caught smuggling heroin and uh, two of them just uh, on—I think it was on April 30th—they were both executed, uh, and uh, it's shocking, really. I find people on Facebook um, normally people that I, I don't associate too closely with, but but sometimes it is, and and they say like they say they say these bizarre things like. Uh, well, they um, they broke the law, and and that was the law, and and now they now they die, and the, and that's that. Or they say they even say things like, you know, they're parasites. They're not even human. Uh, they deserve to die. And I'm like, whoa! Like, where is your, you know, natural human empathy? Like, are you a sociopath or like? what is wrong with you? (laughs) Because that's not a normal, healthy human response. Uh, But also um, like I, I made the case to them and say, okay, well, let's say that's fine. Let's assume that for whatever reason, these two fellows, their lives are worth zero. Let's assume that. And then let's look at the consequences anyway, because if you support these type of actions, like killing drug dealers and outlawing drugs, uh, and just uh, lo- locking people up for having drugs, that causes the death of innocence and the suffering of innocence. So you have things like in, in Colombia, for example, that um, the the government will come in and they'll capture people um, and claim they that they were narcos or that they were um, they they were guerrillas or whatever, and and then it turns out that. What the military actually did was capture a bunch of innocent farmers and put narc outfits on them. Uh, Or you have things like stray bullets, stray bullets hit people all the time, stray bullets as a result of gang warfare, as a result of the war on drugs. Because these gangs wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the war on drugs. If, If there wasn't for the war on drugs, there wouldn't be gangs, there would be companies selling these drugs legally. And then you you have things in the United States where police will come in and they'll plant drugs on somebody just because they don't like the look of them or they need to meet a quota or who knows what they do, but they will find innocent people and they will put them in a cage where they'll be, you know, tortured or submitted to inhumane treatment. and, And that happens all the time. And they they ruined lives. Um, it transforms people into criminals. You know, if you're not a criminal when you're going into jail, it, it's quite likely that you'll be a criminal when you're coming out of jail. And then you have, of course, you have these things like these burning buses here in Jalisco and Michoacan and and a, a few other states. And, uh, you know, there were some police officers and some, some military men who died from that. I mean... Sometimes I don't have that much sympathy for the police because they're also members of a gang. Either way, those people have families. Mm. A, a lot of those people are, are good people. Uh, and that's, that's the kind of thing you support if you support the war on drugs, if you support killing drug dealers. And that's, that's the shape of the world.
1: Well, three things. Firstly, you shouldn't support war on anything. Yes, um, yes. the, the second factor is we believe we're so civilized and so far removed from public disp- uh, displays of of torture or of punishment but mm. I mean everyone's got a television so we're not that we're not that far away now we have the luxury of we don't have to go to the town square to see someone decapitated or hung we mm. just need to switch on the television and we get to see you know whatever flavor you want and and the last point is From all that, I gather that this war doesn't even work because who's winning? Hmm. It's like it's a never-ending non-benefit to the community.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's a a never-ending cycle of violence perpetuated by governments all over the world. And I think this kind of... Support as, as long as like regular people keep supporting it and keep saying yeah, those people deserve to die It just keeps on rolling. Uh, but as soon as people say well hang on Let's like even even though I don't like drugs. Just let them leave them alone Just let them do what they want to do uh and educate people if you if you think drugs are really risky then you can educate your friends and look out for your friends and make sure people don't get carried away with some stupid decision which might affect them because the fact is the the war on drugs is much worse than the effects of drugs themselves
1: Watch us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, tweet us on Twitter, and listen to us on iTunes or Pocket Casts.
0: So then we have the case of Baltimore. So just on April 27th, these riots started in Baltimore in the United States. And I have to wonder, with some of the footage I've seen, I have to wonder how much of this is a real riot. Because you you have things like you see the reporter's come in and they're saying oh it's just a, it's just a war zone out here it's com- it's completely nuts uh people are throwing things left and right but then you look behind the reporter and you see that there's just police officers there and there's nobody actually rioting and you you see the helicopter footage and there's people out in the streets uh looking left and right and going what's what's going on why are there so many police in the streets and uh the, I'll, I'll put the link to that footage in the description of course some some of it is a bit more intense and there are people shouting and yelling and, and uh, the occasional trash can burning <laughs> um, but it really doesn't seem quite as bad as they're making it up
1: I, uh, I looked at a couple of videos yeah and because, I mean, originally we weren't exactly going to talk about this, but I could mm. see how by looking at the videos and mm. the news footage, it kind of made me think about what happened the other week, how yep. it's exactly the, same, exactly the same thing. I mean, like, you know, is it staged or is something really happening? Mm-hmm. And it's like part of me says doesn't matter.
0: Why? Why would you say it doesn't matter?
1: Because... Um, I'm thinking more in the the lines of. I understand it's pretty a little bit. Um, I mean, how do I explain this? I don't want to sound like you know because it's not part of my. It's not, It's not part. It's not happening to me. It's not in my town. I don't mm. need to worry about it. Mm. But then, soon as I, I mean, I, I was I was interested. I mean, you know, as anything's going to make. This world break. There's so many things that aren't you know matching, that aren't matching or lined up anymore. And when I started looking at the footage, well, we, we both did, and it's like this is this is a joke. There's news reporters saying um, that there's there's cars that are, the, road, the roads being blocked and there's no traffic. And it's like, well, what's What's going on? There's cars yeah, right you behind can it. see.
0: Yeah, you can see the cars right behind them, just uh, like parked and uh, waiting to, to go at an intersection. And then a the car actually drives right past him as he's talking. Like a, half a minute later,
1: I'm waiting for them to wave at the camera, like you know, like, like these idiots <laughs> do. But, but then the the helicopter footage as well. You know, there might be a couple hundred. Policeman walking down the middle of the street or standing there on display mm. and you got you got mothers with strollers and kids, you know, walking to school. It looked like, you know, I mean, it was just it was, yep. it was your general. Yep.
0: Na- suburban, neighborhood. Yeah, all American suburban. Yeah, uh, all-american suburban Pleasantville.
1: <laughs> just checking out what's going on out, out in the street.
0: Yeah, looking at uh, one of the YouTube comments, there was this interesting description uh, from a, a person who claimed to be uh, living very close by this neighborhood. And I checked his account to, to try to see if it was some kind of disinformation. I mean, at, the, at least I could confirm that um, this account had existed for at least seven years. So it's somewhat more likely to be uh, a, a genuine account. So he says, for what it's worth, I am staying less than two miles from this supposed riot or mob spot. There is no riot or mob here. There are about a hundred people dressed as police, I think they are real police, and they are telling the local residents that there is an exercise underway that will help them be be better prepared for a problem in the future. They are actually advertising this as an earthquake drill, if you can help me make sense of that. I have CNN on my TV and I'm looking out the window and the two don't match. There is nobody here and there's nothing happening. I see a news van about half a mile from here, and I also see a helicopter, but it's leaving now. If there was a great riot, I'm sorry I missed it. Don't bother coming down here unless you're bringing trouble with you. And then uh, he goes on to say, Please bring a riot so I don't have to go to work today. Well, who wants to go to work? <laughs> that sucks. Especially in the middle of a riot. <laughs> well, it's a good excuse? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, can't, can't get much better than that roads are blocked, I couldn't, yeah. couldn't get to work especially with the earthquake drill and everything, I mean who knows uh, then there was an, another case so uh, Fox 13 Memphis uh, posted a picture on Facebook and it's like this, this burning uh, vision you can see the, all of these fires and in the middle of the picture for whatever reason uh, there's a pole with the iconic Golden arches on the top of it, and uh, they said, "Ah, oh, this is a report from Baltimore. You know, the city's a mess. Everything's burning." Now, that picture turned out to be fake. It's actually a picture from the 2014 riots in Venezuela. So uh, they messed up on that one, or or did they deliberately mess up and and got caught on it? I'm not sure which. Uh, I'm guessing if if nobody caught them on it, they probably just would have continued and not corrected their mistake. But that's, you know, that is a, that is a significant mistake to make. Like, like how do you make that mistake? Like just type into Google images, riot, fire and see what comes up and then run that with your story. That's, you know, that's a, that's a very high level of incompetence. I'm, I'm inclined to believe that that was deliberate. Before you said I was incompetent, I would have said,
1: that's what I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Well, but then, yeah. You know, but then I'm not. I'm not putting together, you know, shonky newspapers.
0: Well, you know, it, you know what they say. If you can't find the news, make the news. <laughs> well, it opens up <laughs>
1: business options for people that you know for amateur photographers in, in Baltimore. That's
0: in Venezuela,
1: that, Well, perhaps. Yep. It, I mean, you, you know, you could we could burn some bins out the front here and take photos and then put them up there if they need help.
0: Yeah, and put a, you know, we'll we'll grab some people around and then we'll say, this is the Latin district of Baltimore and it's just a complete mess and people are really angry. We'll, we'll get in some uh, anarcho-communists that live around this area and get them to put on some bandanas and, and we'll go from there. I'm sure it'll be pretty brutal and, you know, we, I'm sure we can make the front page of uh, Fox 13 Memphis.
1: And face painting for the kids. <laughs> I'm sure we can...
0: Yeah, with little anarchist symbols and smiley faces and maybe some some fire marks on the, on their cheeks and stuff like that.
1: But we shouldn't joke about it mm. because this is affecting real people.
0: Is it? Oh, I don't uh, even know. I, don't, I have no idea, but, uh, you know, there was the what apparently started it, Freddie Gray, and... Yeah. You were saying how is someone like perhaps it was Bill O'Reilly or or some,
1: I, I watched, there was a couple Bill O'Reilly was the last one we're we'll, we'll watching right. because he, uh, he seems to jump on these, these rants and spit out all these demo stats on demographics of, of Baltimore. And it's it just like, I don't even like, it, it sounds like, well, firstly, it's like he's reading stats. So it's like, I don't even know what, what's really it's so easy to tune out on that. But, um, I, I don't even know what to make of it. Like, it, it doesn't help me. It Doesn't tell me about you know what's happening. It's like okay, so. But he's,
0: doesn't he, he blames it all on some racism? I mean, I mean, he he blames it on some racist reasons in the end. Is, isn't that what you said? Like he said they're all black and they're all hopeless or something like that.
1: Well, he he goes on to say that you know ninety percent of crimes, uh, African American, ninety percent of um, murder victims. Uh, African American, and, and then he then he just forgets about that, and he goes, "You know what? It's it's black people, you know what I mean? There's there's black government, there's black policemen, you know what do you, what do you expect? Essentially, it's like you know what do you? Mm-hmm. It, it's essentially saying what do you what do you expect? And you know, irrespective of of what you know what race or what demographics are in are in Baltimore,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's like. Um, you know, does it have to be explained that way? Like, mm. and, and then, and then we're talking at the critical point. Like, obviously, if the riots are a whole big uh, theatrical performance, mm. um, he then goes to say that perhaps people are, you know, dissatisfied with their lives, and you know, they're just out to get amongst it. So, you know, you know, I, you know, I'm sick of my job. You know, my family situation is not the best. You know, I, I just can't seem to make my way economically, um, you know, and, and you, there's nothing to do on Friday night. I'm going to go burn some cars. I mean, is that, is that really what, you know, what's happening?
0: Uh, I didn't see any footage of cars burning, just a couple of trash cans. That's, that's all I've I, seen. I saw some people
1: on top of a police car, but I mean, oh, okay, you know, okay. that, that could have been, you know, World War Two for oh, a while.
0: I did see that footage as well. It was still like aerial footage and, and, uh, yeah, but that brings in, again, uh, like I, I showed you some footage earlier of the G20 in Toronto in 2010. And uh, you can watch an interesting documentary about that by uh, Dan Dix of Press for Truth. And uh, they they talk about the agent provocateurs that come in there. So the, an, an agent provocateur is somebody like a police officer or some kind of government agent or, or some... Somebody from some uh, opposing faction who wants to discredit a movement. Um, so you can see in this footage, these people are wearing police issue boots, and uh, in the in the early cases, they come in and they've, they've got rocks in their hands, and they're wearing bandanas over their faces, so you can't tell who they are. And at this protest, it was more or less obvious that what they were going to do was start a fight, and they were going to discredit the movement. That was the in. Intention, because if if you make something violent, then all of a sudden you don't have to deal with it anymore. Because you can just say, "Well, those are just a bunch of violent hooligans, and they're not actually there for an honest debate, or you know, they don't have any valid issues to talk about. They just want to rough people up, and uh, then everybody forgets about it." And that's a, you know, that's a good political technique, I guess you could call it. <laughs>
1: Well, let, let's talk about techniques for a little bit. Yeah, because I'm going to assume that the riots are in—you know—they are playing out their their due course. Hmm. There's there's certain comments to say that the the riots have been left to run for as long as they have um, for 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 political for their political agenda.
0: Okay. Okay. So, um,
1: from from what I've gathered, let's say the rights aren't exactly as extreme as what, as what, they, as what they are. Uh, let's say that there's perhaps some people that are playing both sides mm-hmm. and that uh, they want the rights to be seen as a, as a bigger deal and they want them to play out for weeks. So as if, you know, we can't control them anymore. So that, you know, we're opening the doors to, to some kind of authoritative escalation. Like you know that that's completely in the hand of you know centralizing higher levels of government to take control to look after the people irrespective yes. of whether this is happening or not, yes. so you know that does play to the you know to the side that you know these have been put on as a performance
0: yes, yes, and yeah, I think they definitely a lot of people have something to gain from putting on this type of performance so i i can't speculate i don't ha- i don't have a fully formed hypothesis but I, I will mention a couple of things so um purportedly paul wolfowitz had a program called uh, pnac project for a new american coalition i think and uh, and one of the conclusions which his program drew was that they needed to have some kind of catalyzing event. This was back in, in 1998 on on uh, maybe 2000. And, and, and a catalyzing event, a new Pearl Harbor, uh, those were the words used. And then, of course, in 2001, there was 9-11, uh, which just happened to fit their agenda perfectly. Um, now, at that stage, like in 1999, there were riots happening in Seattle. And the, the, the analysis that was going on was that um, perhaps the, these riots are going to continue and they're going to in- increase in severity as time goes on. Now, I think if I were in control and if I knew that riots were inevitable, I would want to control them. Uh, so, so that way I could I could direct the way they were going, um, and take advantage of them. So I could be perfectly prepared to when they come out. Um, the media in the United States likes to play these up as as uh, promote them as this is a black problem. It's a black problem. It's a black problem it's a race issue, it's a race issue. They say it over and over and over again. And that way, the, um, of course, black people, well, certain black people will get behind that and certain certain um, people on the left will get behind that and say, yeah, it's a race issue. And people on the right or cer- certain other people will, will oppose that and they will say, no, it's not a race issue, you know, this this isn't anything to do with race. Meanwhile, they're ignoring the the real problem, which is is that people are being hurt by these things. Uh, Whether they're black or white, it's like a human rights issue. And I think, of course, we should stand up for other people regardless of their race. Um, But it makes it it very easy to cleave the population and and, uh, divide them. And that way you have them arguing about this more or less, well, it's not, it's not meaningless, but it's aside from the, the true point. And that way, when you, can, when you can divide people like that, you don't get them actually questioning what you're doing.
1: This, this whole fuss kind of gave me, um, it, it sparked the idea that, um, that originally I found in the Bible, which mm. was to pull yourself away from the world. And you made the point that, you know, we need to stand up for all people that are being hurt in these situations. Hmm. And it's like the the only way that you can really fight and and win is by by turning your television off and not going out in the street and taking photos of these guys.
0: Not going out and taking photos. Yeah,
1: because if you're if you're out there on the street hmm. then you're part of it. Like you want to you want to turn it off from from your from your own from your own world from your own head
0: yeah but in that case i would say well you know go out if you want to go out but don't don't let it interfere with your life and just you know, try to live your life as normally as possible so it's like the yeah. best revenge is good living or you know basically ignoring the, <laughs> ignoring anything that uh that, that isn't going to directly affect you like that and and just uh Just uh, do what you can for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that everyone should do that. I mean, of Mm. course, you know, make
1: your own decisions. But um, I mean, that's definitely what I did last Friday. I was like, you don't need to know about this, right? Um, You know, I'm going. I'm going to enjoy my day off.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah.
1: And 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 I did. So it's it's exactly that. It's it's living living the best way you can. Unfortunately, there's pretty a lot of people that are stuck in the middle of this. Yeah. In that...
0: Um, well, maybe they are. We, um, in Baltimore, we don't really know. Uh, it, it seems like it's very difficult to ascertain if anybody is actually rioting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's there's definitely footage of something like that. Yeah. I mean, but I'm not even sure what it looks like. I, I don't think my mind can capture what a riot, what a real riot is supposed to look like. I mean, all I'm seeing is shiny new boots and some overextended government budget. (laughs) Because I mean, that that gear isn't cheap.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the the thing you were saying like uh, about um, getting like whipping everybody up about this, making it appear like a bigger deal than it is. And then you can say, ah, well, looks like it's the last resort. We have to send in the army. Then they initiate martial law actually somebody uh, some public official I, th- I think it was uh i think it was somebody from the army i'll have to check that i'll put the link in the in the notes but um some public official was making an announcement saying um, let me make you this clear we're not uh we're not talking about martial law here we're not at that stage or or <laughs> it, it was something like that but it, it was the way she phrased it made it sound like we're like this far away. <laughs> we're like, a, you know, a pinky's width far, far away from martial law. Um, yeah, alluding uh, to that is case D. We're
1: at C and a half.
0: Yes, yes. But, it, I mean, it's like if even if they were declaring martial law, it's not like they're going to use that term because that, that's a very loaded, you know, that's an emotional term. So why would you use that word when you can say we're initiating domestic diplomatic military action or something or, like uh, that? Or a
1: civilian curfew. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Civilian With, curfew, um, of course. <laughs> uh, which, which I think is about
1: B and a half. I don't, I don't know a bit. I mean, it wasn't, well, wasn't that initiated?
0: It. Yes, that's right. And that was, the, that was the thing about it because there's this case of Joseph Kent and uh, I saw this video, we'll put a link to that video, and it appears there's only one angle for the footage, which is strange because in, in the articles they reported that the police were trying to uh, move the media away to a certain side, but for some reason we only have one angle of this footage and I showed it to to my photographer friend and said what do you think about the angles in this footage and and she said well either this is the best videographer on the planet well she didn't say that I'm exaggerating what she said was if this videographer would have to be very talented or this video would have to be staged so what happens is Joseph Kent is walking around in the, in the circle of police officers, uh, like riot shield and police officers. And he's, he's walking around, apparently talking to himself, which I have no idea why it's, he's doing that. And this fellow w- walks around, he, he goes back, and then um, at exactly the right time, there's a Hummer coming towards him. And on the other side, there's a bunch of police officers in riot uniforms coming towards him. And it, it actually looks like something from the WWE, like it looks totally staged. And uh, someone someone, or one of the police officers is raising up his riot shield as if to hit Kent, but you never see it actually impact. And, and it looks like he's raising up a, a chair grabbed from the crowd during the WWE match. Uh, and so you never actually see Kent being hit and then as the as the hummer drives off he, they're all uh disappeared into this hummer uh and the yeah the video the the camera is at the perfect angle so you just can't see exactly what happened
1: see i originally thought it was the trailer for a new marvel spectacular
0: mm, yeah yeah it would be good
1: perfect yeah and then, then he disappears zoom in, like in, zoom out. like a, there a wizard he is.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: um, but I mean, of course, this is just bait. It's like you know, they took one of one of our men. they took one of our mm. one of our soldiers is now being you know man down. Everyone out in the street, we need to fight for our right to. I'm not too sure. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't know why. Why are they trying to? Okay, let's say it's staged. Yeah. What are the, Why are they trying to to you know rev people up?
0: Well, I th- I think it's that whole black versus white angle, but I, I don't really know. I mean, as like thinking in terms of military strategy or media strategy or something like that, I don't know. If if they've got a plan behind that, uh, then they're one step ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> I, I really don't know why they would want to do that exactly.
1: Which well, just to one person or why they would want to...
0: Why they, would want to stage an, uh, why they would want to stage an event where somebody was being abducted or arrested in a nasty fashion, that's very sensational. I, yeah. I don't know why they would want to do that. I, I don't know exactly who that serves or how uh, or the extent of it.
1: Well, I mean, I, I'm, it might be a, a simple view, but I mean, isn't it obvious that they just want to extend the riots? So, so they can continue to, to escalate the severity or the, the yeah. level of out of control that this event may be so that they're yeah. able to, I don't know, increase, increase force.
0: Yeah, I guess, the, I guess that's it. I guess it's the martial law angle or they're trying to initiate some se- severe action because of that. I, I guess that's what it is, but I, yeah, I'm not sure.
1: Or even if they don't, even if they don't increase the force, I guess this happens to another community possibly black Latino I don't know a troublemaking group mm. and they go well, you know we saw what happened in Baltimore we don't want that to go on for two weeks again you know it, it costs 10 billion dollars worth of damage some ridiculous amount of money <laughs> yep. and, and then it's like you know what we're just going to send the army in straight up or you know we, we, we have tactical uh, earthquake crew for this right? and uh <laughs> A they, they mysterious
0: you. earthquake police, you know, there's earthquake police, the police that that make sure earthquakes don't get out of hand and you know arrest them if the, if the seismic activity is too high.
1: Well, you don't want to you don't want to have people creating earthquakes.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's that, right. That's dangerous. You know, if you get the Incredible Hulk walking around Baltimore, uh, that's a big problem. Or, or you know, Kwame with his Earth Ring, that's definitely a big problem. Well, he's. He's black, so yeah. he's, he's a guy you need to watch out for. A- African as it gets, yeah, that's right.
1: Um, I'm just saying they're not going to wait for that. They're not going to send in normal police when mm. they see Kwame cruising down the street, <laughs> especially if he's blinged when the, out. Yeah, he's,
0: deadly weapon. Yeah.
1: Um, so you know they're going to escalate straight away, and they go, they're going to they're going to take him out, possibly with a Humvee. I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know how they do their tactics. <laughs> <laughs> so mm. even if something was to happen here in Mexico which I don't think they could they could activate the same thing here.
0: Right. Well, that's what I love about living in Mexico. The Mexican government is more or less incompetent, so if they want to pull off something of that scale, uh it's just not going to come off. Um but you know, they they always seem to know that they can get away with the little things and I guess that's a that's the bad aspect of it.
1: They've got the perfect balance here, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's like they've worked out how to, how to look after themselves and get away with what they want, but they, mm. they can't push buttons here.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Or, or at least they can't push the, the same buttons that are being studied, you know, a little north of the, of the border because yeah. those buttons aren't going to be... You, you don't, you don't, it won't affect the people in the same way and I don't think they, I don't think they know... How to control chaos in Mexico, mm. so that so they don't escalate it to that level. Because mm. if if it did, it would go naught to one hundred overnight. Yeah, I mean, everyone's kind of already got that vibe that you know we need to look after ourselves. Um, but I, I I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I just know that we're in a different dynamic. You know, I haven't I haven't studied how the masses are affected here, but from what I have gathered, people are pretty blasé about what's happening. But that's because they all seem to know what's happening, Mm. if that makes
0: sense. Yeah, and everybody has a clue about it. All right. Uh, Cool. I guess that's about everything we have to say. about that? Yep. Uh, (laughs) So my name's Kurt Robinson. My name's Aaron Battle. Press like, press subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a comment if you have an opinion about Baltimore or the Jalisco narco blockades and all that stuff. Uh, Press subscribe on iTunes and Pocket Casts and press like on Facebook. Press the get notifications button on Facebook so you can always keep up with what we're doing because we're doing great stuff. You can tell our work is absolutely brilliant, impeccable, unquestionably uh, incisive and all that good stuff. And uh, also um, go go on donate.theparadiseparadox.com. Uh, give give us a dollar. The suggested donation is one dollar per episode that you like, and we would really appreciate your donations. Uh, so so head on there, or you can you can subscribe for a, a monthly donation via PayPal and and give us a, a small amount of money every month as well. That's an option on there. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Be safe.
1: Unlock your doors. You don't even walk inside. (laughs) That's scary. Press
0: like on YouTube. Press like on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube, iTunes and Pocket Casts. Follow us on Twitter at BattleAZ, at trouble bubble. And show your support at donate.theparadiseparadox.com.